0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today.
1: Hi there, and welcome to Big Universe. I'm Jim Lefter. I'll be your host for today. I'm a spiritual journeyman and media consultant. Joining me is my amazing co-host, spiritual rebel Sarah Bowen. Sarah's the author of Sacred Sendoffs, an animal chaplain's advice for surviving animal loss, making life meaningful, and healing the planet. Hi, Sarah. How are you today?
0: I'm doing okay. I am thinking about fairies, which is very odd to say, but I want to tell you why.
1: Please tell me why. <laughs> why are you thinking about fairies?
0: So my husband had this experience in a, in our home where he had a project he was trying to work on and he couldn't get the screw out from it, right? He couldn't get the screw out from that was stripped in the project and he left it in the garage. And when he came back the next day, the screw was out and the screwdriver was out. And my husband kind of kind of lost it a little bit and he's like, all right, I don't know what's going on there. And he was freaked out and he didn't want to go in the garage for quite some time. And it's one of these stories that always comes up for me when I think about how difficult it is sometimes to describe the mysterious things that happen to us. You know mm. how the stories, you know, something sinks in and you try to figure it out and you're not exactly sure what happened because what we'll be hearing today in our interview about a miraculous story too. But I went to one of my friends who's a, you know, kind of a a Earth spirituality, you know, really knows a lot about other things. And I said, what's going on in my garage? And she said, you have fairies. And I said, come on. And she said, you're willing to believe in a compassionate universal force in the world. And you're going to draw the lines at fairies. And I said, good point. So I am thinking today about all of those kinds of lines that we draw sometimes about things that what's possible and what's not possible. And when you hear the interview today, folks, you'll probably understand why. What are you thinking about today, Jim?
1: Awesome. Well, that's really great food for thought. I mean, to be honest, I, you know, I struggle with these different philosophies sometimes. I don't, I, you know, what to believe and what not to believe. Um, But I'm open, you know, I'm really very open. And the idea of angels, I... I can I can get with I think. I can get with that. But when you draw uh, but when it comes to fairies I ain't so sure. See
0: now but but is it just what we've ascribed to these words? And I well, think that's right. maybe the point, right? So we think fairy, we think Tinkerbell, we think angel, we think maybe the Christmas card. You know, I think it helps to dig into how we're defining these words and how these these words and these experiences are impacting people's lives and to me that's endlessly curious about, you know, what what is your experience of living on this planet? Because yes. we're really diverse, aren't we?
1: We are, we're very diverse. And, you know, there are so many things between heaven and earth, you know, what, what can we say about uh, what, what's, what's out there and what isn't out there? Or what's in us? I mean, I think that personally, for me, I think angels and, and all this phenomenon is part of us you know, versus something outside of us. You know, I think everything exists within, this is just my philosophy, but everything exists within God, within the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so this is all kind of a continuum within that. That's my take in, in my perspective.
0: It's, you know, it's interesting. We talk in the seminary where I teach often about the three faces of God, how there's one, which is kind of the, the, uh, the force well, I'm going to go to Star Wars language, but the force, but the you know kind of the impersonal kind of force. And then there's the the second phase, which is the the very direct relationship that we might have, right mm. with with someone. And then the third is the idea of the internal of of God as as inside of me, and that we often have or or me as God, or me with God. And so all of these different ways that we see around the world of experiencing um, mysteriousness and magic and um, things we can't, we don't exactly have the language for. And I think that's why we have a lot of different language, right? We have a lot of different language culturally um, about about this experience.
1: That's that an fair? excellent point. That's an excellent point. It's yeah. the language. It's the language that we make up in our, in our minds and that were given to us by society as well. But well and you know, art
0: art doesn't help either because art will separate us if this is, you know, and oh my poor husband. I, you know, a couple times <laughs> I'm just I'm just bringing Sean in here on this episode here. But you know, he's an artist and the way he might render something for him is different than the way I might render something, which is why we have such a beautiful wealth of art in the world. Um, but also the first time I went to the Sistine Chapel and I saw that finger of God, I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, that's not my God big old white man in the sky with a big beard big finger wearing a toga not my god right? right so i think you know being open and really curious about hearing people's experiences and and how um what we might identify with or what yeah. might be useful is is a good approach we get so many really interesting people on this show jim
1: we do we do and we're gonna be talking with corin grillo today about uh, angels and angel wealth magic which i think is a really interesting take on angels you know what how can they enhance our experience as far as wealth is concerned and i think we'll we'll come to understand it's it's a deeper thing than just a, a surface thing so
0: then show me the money
1: right exactly but <laughs> but there ain't nothing wrong with show me the money too i don't think so do you have a quote for us today
0: i do it's a short one amazingly enough i just waxed poetic enough so my quote's short wealth is the ability to fully experience life
1: Oh, that's wonderful. That's Ooh, very true. That wild? That's very that's, true.
0: That's Henry David Thoreau.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wealth
0: is the ability to fully experience life. How about you? What'd you come up with today?
1: What a piece of work is man. How noble in reason. How infinite in faculties. In form and in moving. How expressed and admirable. In action, how like an angel. In apprehension, how like a god.
0: See, I know this. And I don't, I don't, I cannot attribute it.
1: It's Where Billy. It's Billy Shakespeare, William Shakespeare. Is it? Yes.
0: Oh, no. All right. <laughs> Shakespeare and Thoreau, we are off to a good start today, folks.
1: We are very literary today. All right. Are you ready to get into the interview? Let's do it. Corin Grillo is the author of The Angel Experiment. She's also a licensed psychotherapist, visionary leader, inspirational speaker, and proprietor of the Casa Condor Retreat Center in Mount Shasta, California. Corin offers training in authentic spiritual leadership, nature immersion, and the intuitive healing arts. She's dedicated her life to sharing the life-changing gifts she received while learning to work with the angels. Visit her online at CorinGrillo.com. Corin is the author of the new book. Angel Wealth Magic: Simple Steps to Hire the Divine and Unlock Your Miraculous Financial Flow. Welcome to Big Universe, Corin. Uh, thank you. It's wonderful to be here. It's so great to have you. So, um, the first question I have is, how much does it cost to hire the divine? My goodness.
2: Yeah, you know, it's uh, it just depends. It costs it costs a lot of love and a lot of open mindedness, and that, that's a big <laughs> enough that's a big enough trick for a lot of people. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I don't have to hit up my bank account immediately and use PayPal in order to... No, no, angel.
2: but it may require some financial investments at some point, but those investments would lead to investing in yourself,
1: essentially. Awesome. Awesome. So <laughs> how did you first encounter angels? That's my first question. I mean, I know you wrote the angel experiment book where you talk about that, but how mm-hmm. can you give us just a, a synopsis of how you first encountered angels and, and your belief in that?
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't uh, have a lot of beliefs growing up. I wasn't raised religious or anything like that, but I've always been open-minded. Um, and I'd obviously heard of angels, but I didn't think much of it. You know, I was like, Oh, angels cool. But I didn't know if they were real or not. Um, and I struggled really intensely in the first several decades of my life with, uh, depression and uh, all those things, um, had a pretty rough, uh, rough go at it in childhood. So, um, Uh, so yeah, I was, you know, going through more torture in my life at this stage, I was a, um, psychotherapist working for County mental health, uh, helping to rescue, you know, kids and gang related, you know, just high risk youth essentially. So, um, so a a friend of mine bought me an angel reading for my birthday. She didn't know that I was the tortured soul that I was, but she bought me an angel reading, and just to give you a framework of where I was at the time or what I was going through, I mean, I was drinking about a fifth of tequila every couple of days. I was taking a, a, a boatload of Adderall um, just to kind of stay awake when I had to stay awake. Um, I had a kid, I had a house, I had all the things, but I was still suffering because I've always been good at pretending that I'm okay when I'm really not. I think a lot of us do the sure. whole Oh, here's the mask I wear. And then on the inside, you're punching yourself in the head.
0: Um, Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, terrible state to be in for many decades straight. And back then I would only pray for like, you know, you wake up and it's just, you know, I hope today will be my last, you know, Mm -hmm. so someone take me out of my misery because I'm too much of a, you know, I just couldn't do it myself. right? Right. So, um, so yeah, that, you know, so that's the framework struggled with that most of my life. And then, uh, yeah, after this angel reading, I went to it, I was like, cool, let's go see a psychic. I didn't think much of it. Um, she started saying, you know, there's just no way she could have known this is before everyone had a bunch of Google and, um, uh, yeah, what she was saying was pretty on point. And she said one thing to me and that one thing changed my life. She said, talk to the angels as if they're real. They want to talk to you and just talk to them. And I said, okay. So I did. And all kinds of synchronicities happened almost immediately, especially in the car. I don't know what's up with cars, but I I started seeing, you know, angel uh, angel wings or angel signs. I remember this laundry truck driving by and (laughs) it it was like angels cleaning service with these giant wings. (laughs) Uh, And I was like, okay, that's gotta be a coincidence. So the whole time I'm still kind of in doubt, although I felt different already. I felt lifted. My vibe was lighter, starting to get brighter. And I did this for a couple of days. So after three days of partying in a whole different way with the invisibles, um, you know, it, there's still room for doubt, but this, uh, this, the miracle happened essentially. I, I witnessed a miracle, a bird dropped from the sky in the middle of the hood. I was going to a client's house. It landed on the ground. I drove around it. It had, I could see it had a broken wing. And, uh, and I didn't know what to do. So I asked the angels, Hey, hey, angels, you know, we've been pals for a couple of days. Can you help this bird just take it out of its misery? I don't know what to do kind of thing. You know, I'm not a vet. So, um, so I drove around it, gave it a little intention of love and all that stuff, you know, and drove around it and looked in the rearview mirror. And as I did, I, the bird started doing some weird kind of thing on the ground. So I uh, hit the brakes and, and it as I watched that one bird transformed into, and it was a bird about uh, pigeon size. Mm-hmm. It it transformed into three hell. I, I watched one bird pop up out of the body of the bird, then a second pop up out of the body of the bird. And then a third pop up out of that body of the bird. And those bird, the birds were about two or three inches tall. They were much smaller and there was nothing left on the ground after that. So I got out of the car and I looked and there was nothing left. And I know what I saw, like that bird dropped directly in front of my, from the sky, that, bo- that bird was not going to fly away, especially divide itself into three and fly away. And, um, and the energy or, you know, the, just the tingles and the vibrations around me, it was so intense. I felt like my heart exploded. I just felt I was in the presence of something that I'm going to cry just thinking about um, so profound, so, hmm. so divine. And so much love, just love that is beyond description, and that is, uh, is a pretty badass miracle. But the real amazing miracle was was what happens inside of me after mm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, I I didn't do the same struggle that I was doing for the previous several decades.
1: So let me ask. You, I want to dive into a little bit later. We'll go back to to some details about angels but i guess my my one of my questions is what are angels exactly do they exist outside of us or they're part of who we are in other words are they are they external or internal i'm i'm trying to understand that myself on a on a on a level
2: yeah i think that's a that's a really big debate you know it it depends on the eye of the beholder
1: Hmm. and
2: i always say think of them however you want to think about them, whether they're internal archetypes that come to life and get activated when you call them in, or they are external beings. I'm going to say that my experience of them has been both. So if they can, um, because I see them stand around, you know, in the beginning, I would start to see or feel or sense a presence around someone but i almost feel there might not be a difference between the outside world and the inside world which is why i don't stake a claim one way or the other just call on them it doesn't matter where they come from but technically if you look historically at uh the 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 sacred scriptures they're gonna they're the the word angel is trans trans, transcribed um from hebrew to greek and then angel means messenger Hmm. so angels are messengers Hmm. and I believe that angels can come in a lot of different ways. Sometimes they are the more um, classical type that we think of, although I don't think they look like, you know, you know what the old paintings always are going to show, but um, but they can also be animal spirits. They can be ancestors. Um, They can be any, what I consider to be invisible allies. So messengers are messengers and messengers also come in the form of humans too.
1: Want to dive more into this at some point, but I, I'm curious about the book. Why did you write Angel Wealth Magic? What was your what was the the impetus of that?
2: Yes, um, I wrote it to essentially open up people's minds to the fact that money isn't evil and that spirit supports us in in increasing our economic power, so that we can help tip the balance in the world and fund not just our dreams, but fund beautiful causes around the world um, where we want to see and make change. And I think a lot of heart-centered people have a, take issue with earning cash. So what I wanted to do, and look, I was the same is the thing. It's the angels who showed me that all of it is the same, just like inside world, outside world, like what I'm saying, it could be the same. You know, money, energy, spirit, it's all a form of love if that's what you project onto it. So if you project evil and oh, I'm not worthy, yeah, you're gonna get more of that. So um, Spirit and the Angels were really clear that this book was for heart-centered people who and and folks that maybe have never had a hand up, folks that were struggling, um, or for folks that just wanted to next level their business, uh, their their dream. Um but specifically heart-centered people. They 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 want they want to support their causes and make sure they feel safe.
0: So here's a related question, Corin. So wealth tends to be also related to career or business or what we do sometimes. And you were also mentioning just some um other ways of doing, more compassionate kind of service ways of doing, perhaps. Although some of us have jobs that are compassionate, I suppose. But how, how do angels help with with career and and business beyond just um, wealth as a as an accumulation?
2: Uh, well, so if you look at your career and business, well, I like to always look at it from like straight in the center of the heart, and and so I like to think of they can help you with your career by, of course they can open up the road for things that you believe that you want, but they can also up the road, open up the road for you to get access to some, some kind of career track or path. That's going to be even more alignment, bring you more juice, more joy, more love. Um, So they can help guide you. They can also help you just attract opportunities like wild. Okay. So even my first book that was published by a, a nice publisher, you know, it's not self published. I mean, that was an attraction process. I wasn't even officially doing an angel magic routine, but because I work with angels so much, um, the, you know, that just kind of kind of came at me as opposed to me pursuing it. And uh, and and the spirit had told me they're they're like, we know you're not finishing your book because I I asked them, hey, it's been three years I've been writing this book. I'm never going to finish. What do I do? And they said they said, you know, don't don't you're going to be Published and they said, Don't worry about it. You need to be published. And if you're published, then you'll finish the book. And I like that's probably true. Everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't think much of it because a lot of times when we're connecting with our intuition or we're hearing spiritual or soul guidance, we think it's just like we're just making it up. So even though I've been doing this for years, I still kind of go, Well, is that true or not? I don't know. So yeah, a few months later, I encountered um some people from New World Library, and um, and it was actually the owner, Mark, and uh, Mark, Mark just looks at me and he's like, "Do you have a book?"
0: And I was,
1: like,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> we know that guy. I can hear him saying that. <laughs>
1: absolutely no,
2: you don't even know it was a great I, I it was a, a series of really bizarre events that led yeah. me actually to his home he didn't know me it wasn't a thing you know and my friend actually it was a new client of hers so I was just there I was just there but he seriously he made his cappuccino we're talking and he stops and he just looks right at me he's like do you have a book because he meditate I mean he's he's that homeboy is dialed in he's the real deal so <laughs> He's the real deal. So so amazing. So yeah, just how that happened is a perfect example of how working with our spirit team, whatever you want to call it, because a lot of people take issue even with the word angel because it comes from maybe a, a Judeo-Christian background. And I'm saying I was not Christian. I was not any of that. I was like, I was, you know, head deep in a bottle of tequila. And 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 so you don't have to be anything to to you don't have to identify as one thing or the other in order to receive um the love and support from the other side
1: and you say you don't even have to totally believe in angels for this stuff to work
2: uh -uh. no you don't no i I can say that with all honesty because i didn't believe i I was like okay let's give it a shot even when the synchronicities were happening and it was pretty, it was, they were like doing their best to smack, just, just wake me up out of my slumber to show me, that you, to show me that they're real. And I was still like, well, I mean, this is really cool. I do feel good, but you know, um, but yeah, yeah, you don't have to, yeah, it's for everybody. And I believe that angels, what we call today, angels have been around from the beginning before belief systems started and have been our allies. Um, in a variety of different forms ancestors all of that they you know it's just part of the deal it's just part of being here we just kind of lost touch with that after the scientific revolution and and a few other um, social constructs yeah
1: what what can we do to I I guess you you talk about this in your book and we're going to go into the the processes a little bit Um, but I guess just off the top what can we do to facilitate communication i mean to to how do we know what we're what we're communicating about i mean in terms of how do we know what's coming from angels and what what isn't
2: Yeah, great question well first you have to hand over five thousand dollars to the angels and then the next step is... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay them off no yeah, you know that in the beginning. I hope it, not. I don't have five thousand dollars. I know. Like <laughs> no, 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 angels are free. Angels are free. So, um, how do you know? That's the. I think that's the golden question. That's the big ticket question. Um, one of the best things that you can do. So first, you you can obviously have some light hearted conversations. You can just because they are right here, right now, And whoever's listening. They're right there, right now, and so you can just say hi, and and then ask something, are you real? See what happens inside of you. Or you can say, show me that you're real. So a lot of people, they'll do a prayer, they'll do whatever, intention setting, ask a certain something, but then they're gonna just move right on to the next thing. So the best thing to do is to ask the question, wait, wait for it. You might get a little tingle, a little sensation, a, a shift of change, and you might get a, a um, like goosebumps. Um, Sometimes you just get a thought or a feeling and it it could be like, yes, we are. And you'll, but I recommend just continuing to ask questions and how you, you know in the beginning is that it's just extremely supportive and positive, the voice that's coming through you. So that's not usually everyone's
0: typical state right? Uh, uh, yeah, I
1: can it. attest to that. I can yeah, that's, to that's that. an
0: important that's an important distinction. I'm someone in long-term recovery, so I will vouch for that. that we right? can spend years and decades with the only voice we hear one that tells us negativity. Yeah that's a, that's an important distinction.
2: It is. And that was one of the indicators for me that something had changed after that first miracle because I heard a different voice inside of me and and it wasn't the tyrannical one that's trying to take me down every moment of every day it was optimistic, hopeful, and, and had some really interesting ideas. Uh, and, and I resisted a lot of them. Like I, you know, where I, what I do for a living today is with not anything that I wanted to sign up for on any level growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so interesting ideas. Sometimes they guide you to take risks. Um, and essentially anything that's going to lead you to freedom, to more freedom, to more joy, to more happiness, um, is, is often a sign of angels. Something that most people don't know though, is that they believe that spirit wants us to make other people happy, just other people happy. So they say sacrifice themselves and their energy. Um, so in the beginning, when you're working with angels, you might get inspiration, um, to do something that might really piss someone off in your life.
1: Hmm.
2: And it's like a conflict. Well, that can't be my soul's guidance. That can't be what's best in alignment for me. Um, But what I found in working with spirit is that they have, they, they know, and they, they will guide you to your soul's essence and what it came here to do. Hmm. And some in the beginning, when you're living out of alignment, you got to make some serious changes in order to stand in the, in the, in the beautiful vibe of who you are.
1: Right, right. So you talk about four magical basics that are required for angel wealth magic to work. Um, first one is open-mindedness. And I think you're talking to that right now. Yeah. T- tell me a little bit more about that.
2: Open-mindedness. Yeah, it's something that, that we don't often um, um, learn. You know, a lot of times we learn good, bad Right, wrong, true, false. And that is often attached to some of whatever belief systems. You either believe in something or you believe in nothing or whatever. But either way, it's a, it's a form of indoctrination because the, the, the person, the being, hasn't been able to decide for themselves if you're getting pushed on at a young age about what's, what's real, what's true, what's not. So open-mindedness is, for me, really about um, staying in curiosity uh, staying open to the possibility. Hmm. So just like when I told you that first story, I was open to the possibility that angels were real, but I didn't know if they were and, um, keeping that door open. And the older we get, a lot of times we shut, we shut the doors.
1: Right. Right. We get stuck in our ways and we don't open ourselves up.
2: And we think that we know ourselves. We think that we know what's possible and you know, at the age of I think it was around thirty six when I had that first miracle, I thought I knew who I was, and and uh, how things were were going to work. I didn't know anything. I
0: virtually knew about nine, like five percent of myself <laughs> and my potential.
1: Right. Right.
0: So staying open minded. The second one that you talk about is desire. Will you tell us a little bit about why that's important for you?
2: Yeah, because I think you know the um, the spirit world responds to our uh, our heart to our authenticity and really having a deep desire helps your wealth magic. not just any like not just wealth magic any magic any experience with with the spirit world um because they can sense you know they it's like to them it's like just beautiful nectar our desire our heart's desire our love our openness um so it it makes our call louder. So if you can get inflamed and have a real desire, it's like your your vibration kind of permeates. Um so a lot of people are just disconnected. You've probably seen people like you know do prayer and you just know there's like nothing there. There's mm-hmm. nothing there. They're just like blah blah blah, blah 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 blah, like reciting stuff, but there's no emotion, it doesn't work. Okay, <laughs> you know, like connect with your desire, why get into the why. Um, and, and if you don't have access to desire, then that's something also angels can help you with if you're, you know, authentic and, and co- coming at it. Yeah.
1: When you, when you mention desire, I mean, is it specific? I mean, it, it, like say I want, I want a hundred thousand dollars. Is that, is that an acceptable desire? Is that, are we talking more about a generalized uh, sense?
2: Yeah. Okay. So there's a few layers to desire. So yes, desire. That's, that's like a want, but I go through the process in the book to help you discover deeper underneath why, so that you can access a more kind of connected sense about it. Um, or like a more, more juicy, luscious reason. So some people, you know, I need a hundred thousand dollars because I need to pay down this thing. That's not exciting to you. And what's important is for you to understand like, oh, because if you want to elevate it, then say, well, why? And then why is that important? And then why is that important? And then why? So that's kind of one of the techniques that I walk people through to help them get to the more inner layer of of why it's important.
0: I appreciate that because I think that um, sometimes I get a little activated around the ideas that I had as a kid of I get whatever I ask for in prayer. And then when I didn't get what I asked for in prayer, how disappointed I was, and that perhaps it wasn't that I had prayed hard enough, right? But I I hear you saying something a little different here around desire and around intention and purpose for the wealth. Is that accurate or am I reading that into it because I want to?
2: Yeah, it's I I you know getting people engaged because what I found in working with people over the years, like oh let's do let's do our goal setting for the beginning of the year or whatever. People come from this really like surface place about their design, about their goals. Oh okay, here's a smart goal, here's a smart goal. But if you access a deeper part of yourself, that it may have a different idea, and a different wisdom about the why, and you you can discover more about yourself. On a deeper level, you know who who's actually in there generating some of this. But you know that doesn't you know it goes to say we definitely don't get everything that we
0: want. We yeah, I don't have a pony. Yeah, I don't yeah, have one. I was just anything. gonna
1: ship one to you from Amazon recently. It's a <laughs> good do thing that. now.
0: I'm an animal activist, so I can't have a pony. I
2: understand why I didn't get one. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you don't have a pony. I know, but the thing is, is that I I am blown away. I mean, this book was written because I had such a wild experience with a specific ritual that I put together that in and, and the wealth, that, the money that came was so extraordinary within two weeks. And I wasn't expecting it, That I was just like, okay, this is real. And then because it was so big, I was guided to then write a book, you know, it's like, oh, well, it's not just big, just for you. It was so that you're passionate <laughs> enough to share it. Cause you know, it works. It's like, okay, thank you. Um, so yeah. You know, sometimes we don't get the pony, but sometimes we get something else that we did not think that we wanted, but we needed.
1: And the third uh, magical basics is curiosity, which I think you've touched on to a large extent. yeah so so fourth is commitment. So tell me about commitment. What do we have to do?
2: Yeah <clears throat> this one's this one's particularly important because a lot of a lot of people how they think of prayer or even magic, Is like, okay, something's miraculously magically going to happen. And it does happen sometimes, but the majority of the time it's a, it's a dance. It's a tango between spirit and you. And so you decide you're going to do this process that I set up in the book. And then, oh, you know, you get distracted or you just kind of like, oh, like lose interest. Okay. That is the fundamentally the problem with why most of us don't have some of the things that we really, really want. We lose interest or we just like doubt ourselves enough out of the, ah, it's not going to work anyways. This business idea is not going to work. So uh, the guidance comes through and they give you some really amazing ideas. Because sometimes that's how angels talk to you. They'll inspire you with the same idea over and over again. And it's your choice to be like, that's ridiculous. I could never be an international renowned healer, teacher, an angel ambassador, right? Which is what I used to tell myself 10 years ago when the inspiration comes in, was coming in. I'm a psychotherapist. I'm not an angel teacher, (laughs) you know? i went to school for the you know it's ridiculous okay that's what i mean ridiculous but it was up to me to go well oh keeps coming around i'm feeling it like it's exciting i definitely know that it sounds fun way more fun than what i'm doing but it sounds fun it's up to the human then to take the steps and to commit to the whole process we back down right before we're about to have success Ah, oh, it's not working. All oh, my business isn't working. I didn't sell anything, and usually the demons rise right before there's going to be some kind of success.
1: And you talk about wealth demons. I mean, you talk about the the various, you know, shame and and the I suck syndrome and imposter and. Self sabotage, which I'm very familiar with, and confusion and perfection. Can you t- tell tell us a little bit about those and and what we can do to kind of move those along with angels?
2: Yeah, well, you know, I put them in the book because you know, those are those are the things that will get people to not just not complete their their ritual or what I set up for them in the book, but also complete life in like the most extraordinary way. So so those were the main ones from coaching um, folks all over the world, you know, whether it's, you know, th- they're just starting a business or they already have a business. Those like are the underlying demons, right? And these ones are inner demons, right? It's like shame. Shame is, I would say like just the, the, like on the foundation of a lot of these problems because people don't feel worthy to have more, um, oh they don't want to do be more visible they don't want to use their voice or make a claim in the world or, or do anything because they just have this fundamental mm, small so, oh they think and they think they're shy but they're not it's an, a lot of times it's not shy it's shame
1: hmm. Hmm. so you, you talk about things you can do and one of the, the things you mentioned is building a wealth altar what Tell me a little bit what is that?
2: Yeah, I mean, you can think of a wealth altar as a little port a little sacred space inside of your house or outside of you know wherever you you want it. Some people um, create these um little travel packs if you travel a lot that have little little objects, little sacred objects or or maybe a candle or incense. And what those do is that they help trigger your mind into going into into a sacred place quite quickly. If you stand there and you go, oh, okay, now the doorway's open for me to communicate. So it's not the only way to talk to, uh, to talk to spirit, but it has been used all over the world, no matter what tradition. So it's a cross-cultural phenomenon for a reason.
1: A grimoire. Tell me what a grim. I should know this from my Harry Potter, I suppose. Oh, but- Jan,
0: <laughs> come on.
1: <laughs> well, just tell me. I mean, I'm just asking.
0: I hey, know well, it's uh, good it's good to define terms because she may not define <laughs> it the same way they did in Harry Potter, right. well, I'll tell you I'll tell
2: you what you know, how i how I use it for the book. It, it's essentially a, your magical journal. Um, where you record your magical experiences, your magical intentions, um, whatever angel that you're working with. And I, you know, set up a system in the book for the for give you a template, you know, especially for people who are new to that. Um, but yeah, um, magicians have used grimoires uh, all over and there's you know ancient ones people are still kind of like you know like they, they think it's like this treasure and so like magicians and people in in the western tradition of magic will like hoard these ancient grimoires and you know look at look at what these ancients were writing and the symbols and the sigils so uh so, yeah, it's it's just a way for us to really anchor down our magic and to record all the amazing things that can happen, the synchronicities that start ticking up. And and um, and um I, I especially recommend it because a lot of times you'll get inspiration and you need a place to write it down. Um, and if that inspiration keeps coming back and forth, back and back and back, uh, it's definitely something to look
0: at. I appreciate the, the idea of collecting things like that. I am notoriously bad about writing all of my best thoughts on post-it notes while I'm driving <laughs> and then they get stuck. Which is all always over. good
1: for driving.
0: It's just bad. My husband says all the time, I hope you're not writing a note, but you know, because driving releases something, right? And I come up with an idea and I stick it, you know, and, and then all the, all these collected post-it notes, you can't put them together. You don't know what they are. and I think we're not necessarily intentional about our aha moments. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate, Corin this idea that to be really intentional about um, when, what we are hearing, sensing, intuiting, getting messages from, yeah. yeah. Jim, it was a good question. Yeah, right. Very good question. Good job, Jim. Good job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's a sigil? Seagull? Seagull? Oh. It's not a seagull. <laughs> I know what a seagull is.
2: It's a sigil sigil sigil
1: i never know how to pronounce these things
2: so there's different different forms of of sigils um there's chaos magic tradition which you know all the traditions of magic use sigils in different ways but essentially they're portals um they're little little symbols and portals that you can use to focus your energy and to connect with whatever deity that you're looking for or that want to want to work with so even the archangels have traditional um, ancient symbols associated with them that aren't written in Hebrew. They're, they're like lines and circles and all of these things. Um, so fun. So I i kind of um, dressed it down in this particular book, just made it really simple, made the approach really simple, but they can get a lot more complicated than the, than the one that I did. But yeah, it's just another tool that I give to people who feel called to use those things um and and want an want a little want to take it you know want a little extra
1: okay so here's the question and you know i don't know if they're going to be upset about this because they'll be in pecking order but who are your favorite angels i mean do you have favorite angels
2: no not really i don't um i I no, I don't. And as a matter of fact, it's for me, I really usually I just work with them as a as a big collective, you know. Okay, okay. Like why choose one when you can talk to them all? Um, but when you're doing a specific when you need something really specific. So um, you know, if you need to heal your heart or if you need to feel more grounded, or you know, there's angels do have different frequencies and have different specialties, if you will. And if you've been working with, if if certain angels, certain beings have been worked with in specific ways for a few thousand years, it behooves you to work with them in that way. But I found that sometimes angels do a lot more than what they're known for, which is why in the books, I always recommend people making their own intuitive connection and talking to them, hey, and what, and practice, practice, practice. What what did they discover about this particular angel? But some angels do come forward and they are your favorite for, for a while, because that's the specific work that you're focused on. So some people are like Archangel Michael's my, my guardian angel. Well, it's not quite like that. It's like, you need Archangel Michael now to get you deeper into your life purpose or to give you deeper protection. So he's going to be around, but I found that they, the it's like a changing of the guards, whoever's the most prominent. So Archangel Raziel, um, was most prominent as I'm writing this particular book, because he's the, he's the magician. He's the esoteric
0: wisdom dude. Um, so I have a odd question perhaps for folks, (laughs) since we're naming, since we're naming angels and you've just named two, Uh I'm kind of curious within your, um, for, for the folks who are listening, you know, to hear a little bit more about, about some of the angels that you work with, but I'm also finding a curiosity in me about the way that some people that I work with who, who are religious work with saints. Is this similar energy? Is this different energy, um, you know, being specific about someone that you're calling in? Could you talk to that? Well, some of the saints if
2: in the Catholic Church is St. Michael, St. Uriel, Saint. so those are archangels. But then there's other saints that were, you know, anointed, quote unquote, um, that were came in human form. So, but yes, you can work with specific. Yeah, everybody has a certain task. And I, I think we are all from certain life streams, certain vibrations. So some of us, you know, you go to your friend, you, you don't go to your artist friend to help you with a spreadsheet.
0: Oh, um, I, oh, please don't. My husband's an right? artist
1: don't ask him to open excel right
2: (laughs) oh wait and like i'm kind of i cannot look at a spreadsheet myself and i tell tell my assistant like anytime i look at a spreadsheet i know it shaves off seven minutes of my life like it shortens my my lifespan somehow it causes stress um but yeah
0: but expertise is is what i'm hearing look look in the area of focus or expertise yeah they
2: um, each are um, what you're asking for they they are each known to have their own specialty, but sometimes like, cause I give a, like, I, I give a bunch of angels in here, uh, in the book, just read through them. And sometimes you'll feel a resonance with a certain angel. And sometimes it doesn't even have to do specifically with the words that were written, but somehow it captures your attention. Uh, so notice those, and write them down play with them get to know them a little bit better because some angels are going to be stronger or your our connections are going to be stronger for one reason or another with some versus the others
1: let's talk a little bit about magical mindsets um that you mentioned in the book and uh you talk about uh some of them being audacity true optimism loving money tenacity i love the tenacity of a honey badger you say in the in the book which i I, I appreciate
2: <laughs> <I'll> t- <laughs> you know about honey badgers not everybody does
1: <laughs> <laughs> but magical mindsets talk a little bit about that if you could what what do you mean by magical mindsets and what are some of them
2: yeah okay so essentially for that part of the book I, I wanted to give some of the things that I've noticed in speaking to some of my um really uh wealthy uh friends or you know just kind of chilling with folk that have are self-made in particular um with their success and the things that I list in there are specific traits for that. So uh, tenacity like a honey badger is really about not being, going in with the understanding that you're up against, because honey badgers are known to walk into a lion's den. Like she, and like everyone else, including humans, like everything is going to run, okay? But the, the honey badger is like, all right, let's do this. And they go straight in <laughs> and they, and they wear down the lions. And that's what it takes, especially for entrepreneurial ideas, right? You need, you, you might fail, but who cares? Let's go for it. Anyways. Let's just, I'm going straight into the lions and I'm doing it because that's, that's where my heart wants to go. And yeah, I might get eaten alive, but what else am I doing? You know?
1: if I, you want to start this process you talk about a quantum invocation okay. what is a quantum invocation
2: yeah i to me it is okay so if magic traditionally is very formal or it can be formal you know if you think about maybe a priest um standing up on the thingy and you know a catholic priest a very ceremonial right. okay because um because they're they're doing magic too they just call it something different So for, for, for a quantum invocation, it doesn't require, you know, that you do anything except for, you you know, just saying you can, you can be driving (laughs) if you want, but you say the name a few times and you imagine that that being is coming into life. And I give the full steps in the book, but so it's, it's more (laughs) portable, I guess, (laughs) you know, if you're, if you don't want to take a bunch of time and you only want, you want to get it done in three minutes, that's the thing to do.
1: Right, right. Why are rituals important?
2: Why are rituals important? Yeah. Well, I think that they're a great uh, way to reset. And I love ritual. And the rituals that I set up, it's very simple. It's not, it's mostly, they're just little mini meditations along the way. But getting our ritual on is almost like making a claim to go back to our our origins, I think ritual is hardwired in us. We do ritual in a variety of different ways. Everybody has a morning ritual. Um, so when you do it with intention, when you're aware that you are a being of ritual, then you could create really beautiful um, ways to kind of pointedly and powerfully call in the divine. So ritual amplifies your intention.
1: You talk in the book, you go into the 11-day wealth ritual, which is really interesting. And we won't get into the details of that because it's in the book and there are 11 days of it. Can you give us a glimpse of what what that's about?
2: Yeah. So each day, okay, uh, me and the angels developed a day-by-day process. And each of those days is very intentional. And it's assigned a specific angel or angels or other allies. Um, that are designed for wealth, success, confidence, or whatever. So we set up a system of what 11 days straight uh, and that address a variety of different issues. So one aspect of these days is to remove the blocks that prevent you from feeling more confident or from magnifying your wealth or attracting, you know, being attract more, um, you know, attracting wealth. So each day is, um, like I said, one step after the other leads you to to the completion uh, of of the ritual but uh, it's not all just about money because money comes from coming going inside but some of these some of these allies are wildly cash oriented and it works
1: yeah well i'm definitely gonna look those allies up i think i think oh, you, yeah, need, <laughs> I was, who, who doesn't I, need money right
0: I well, yeah. Well, I guess
1: that's not quite good to say, is it? I mean, I need
0: wealth of time. W- yes, w- that's yeah. what's going to be on my altar. Wealth I need wealth comes, of time. I wealth need comes in many
1: forms, and <laughs> you know, it's it's a deeper, like you were saying earlier, it's a deeper thing than just money, money, money. It's, it goes, there's nothing wrong with money, but it goes deeper to what we really, really want and what we really need.
2: Yeah. I mean, and I I fundamentally believe that we can have a deeply nourishing career that also, uh, creates, creates an abundance of whatever it is that, that we want space time. You can do that and make cash at the same time and pay my mortgage. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I like, I just bought a retreat center, you know, so you can do, you can work less, and you really can do this with, with, with support from the angels. And I, like, I didn't take any business courses or anything back in the day. It's again, guided. And then I take a little mini training on something that I really need in order to get over here. So it's like one step at a time, but yeah, to me, wealth is, uh, because there's plenty of people with tons of cash that are just suffering, suffering, not happy. So that is not the kind of cash that I recommend attracting. So I talk a lot about that in the book too. Like, let's be clear, <laughs> you know, because it's no no secret how to make go out there and make some cash. Let's go to, you know, just go to Wall Street. Just be one of those dudes, right? It's fine. But also your happiness quotient matters.
1: What's one final piece of advice or or thought that you have that you'd like to leave our listeners with about working with angels and about working with angels about wealth?
2: Uh, let me ask them. Uh, see what they want to share with your peeps. <laughs> they're showing me someone falling asleep at the wheel. <laughs> so, so they, they, they want, you, you know, don't fall asleep at the wheel. You know, if you're in the middle of driving something forward, pushing, moving something forward, and I don't think it's just wealth related. I, they're, they're showing me it's Oh, interesting. So they're showing me every aspect of your life. If you're looking for more wealth, sometimes in the beginning, it's gonna, it's it, things on the ground are gonna shift first. So if you're in the middle of pushing for something, whether it's a separation with your partner or whatever it is, see it through. Don't follow, don't back down if you know in your heart where things are headed. Um. So don't fall asleep at the wheel and ask them for help to keep you awake um, alive and to give you the best outcome possible. And that's what I will say, no matter what the outcome is, angels really, truly do help us with the most beautiful, positive outcome that it could be. Of course it takes two to tango. Um, I'm just talking specifically about separation, but it counts for everything. Give you the best possible outcome. So, you know, it's life changing life. It's been in life hacking on tap life changing on tap. And I'm so personally I'm so grateful. And I get to hear stories now from all over the world about how these these books or whatever it is that we're doing with with angels or with spirit or whatever allies we're working with are just showing up and changing lives. Uh, including this book. This book is really already it's just came out, you know, already I'm getting a lot of a lot of really cool feedback about it.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well Corinne thank you so much for joining us on Big Universe.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's such a, such a treat to be here with you guys.
1: Corin Grillo is the author of the new book, Angel Wealth Magic. Check out her website at Corin Grillo. That's G-R-I-L-L-O.com. Corin Grillo.com. For more great information about Sarah Bowen and uh, order her new book, Sacred Sendoffs and Animal Chaplain's advice for surviving animal loss, making life meaningful and healing the planet, go to sacredsendoffs.com. You can contact me at Jim at youthrivehere.com. Thanks, everybody. I'm Jim Lefter with Sarah Bowen. We'll talk with you next time on Big Universe.
2: What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.